Hello, everyone. Welcome back to It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where we discuss anything and everything geek related. I'm Tim. And I'm Trey. Welcome back. Uh, we've been on a little bit of a break, but today we are going to jump right back into it and we're just going to discuss some movies, um, really just movies of 2022, things that we are excited for coming up, things that we've seen that we haven't done really a podcast on, and just kind of give you our take. Because you know, it's all geek to me. If it's a comic book or a comic movie, it's all geek to me. If it's some sort of game or a show on TV, it's all geek to me. If it's a play or ballet, I agree. If it's a car, a sword, a beach, or a tree, it's all. It's just all geek to me. All right, all right, all right. We are back after what seems to be years, but it's really only <laughs> been about a month. Um, I I have to say I've missed this a lot. Um, I know we took a break because I was I was pretty busy with my studies. Um, I was in a hurricane. You were in a hurricane. You went to Disney. <laughs> I did right during Ian. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you're back. You're safe and sound. As you came back, I got sick. So I've spent the last week with COVID. Um, So we've we've had we had a quite a long month. One could say it was a series of unfortunate events. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But I I am glad we're back. I this is almost like a stress reliever for me, Um, and I don't think I've realized that. Until we took a break from it, and then I was only in my studies and didn't have any sort of outlet. So I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to talk movies because that is what I am passionate about. Oh, I'm ready. I haven't really had anyone to talk about movies with, so let's do this. <laughs> well, uh, what is? I know we've talked about some movies of 2022 already. Like we've had some actual episodes, like on the Batman. We've had some episodes on some of the Marvel movies that have come out, which. I will just say this one right here. We're not talking a lot about superhero stuff. We're still trying to take a break from that. But if you haven't watched it already, Werewolf by Night is probably one of my all-time favorite Marvel specials, like Marvel things that they've come out with in the last three or four years. It is so good. I'm very excited to watch it. I haven't been able to yet, but I'm super stoked. Um, Aside from that, Let's talk about some stuff that we might not talk a whole episode on, but that we do have some critiques, some like excitement about, things like that. So is there a movie that you watched this year that we really haven't talked about? Top Gun Maverick. I don't think we've done an episode on that. I don't think so either. That was a phenomenal movie. That was a great movie. Like, oh my gosh. Beginning to end, just story was really well written. Um, something I appreciated about it was a lot of these like movies that are coming out now that are like a sequel after it's been years or like a remake or whatever, they're like heavy in nostalgia and you need to see the original in order to understand this, like the sequel, but Top Gun didn't do that. Like it establishes Maverick's character 
right off the bat for everyone. Even if you haven't seen the original Top Gun, like it just establishes his character. And then the movie just progresses and they do a great job of just making it nostalgia points, things that are going to, you know, bring you back to the original movie if you've seen it, but also not like relying on it. And I think they did a great balance of it all, in my opinion. Oh, I agreed with that. I I like the first Top Gun. My wife loves the first Top Gun. That was she's the one that introduced me to that movie actually. But I always felt the first one was a bit slower. It didn't really have a lot of stakes. And it was still a phenomenal movie. Like I'll go back and watch that one. But the second one just flipped it on its head for me. Like this one was everything you liked about the first movie and then some, but not over the top some. And it it progressed the characters in a way that I wasn't expecting based off of some of the events from the first movie. And like you said, you didn't need to watch the first one, but the way they pull from that original movie and elevate the characters was something most sequels need to do and take note from. I totally agree. Yeah. Like they, oh man, it was almost like you don't need to watch the first one, but it's a reward if you do. Exactly. Like, cause like I'm just thinking of, and I'm going to preface this now, spoilers for any of the movies that we talked about. If you haven't seen them yet, just cause we're going to be getting into little parts and things with them that might spoil it. Um, you've been warned. Um, but with Top Gun, for example, uh, there's a line in the first movie that Goose says to Ma- to Maverick, and it's like, "Hey, do that pilot that pilot stuff, Mav." Like, and they're like in the ship when they're flying, and he like Goose says that, and they bring back that line, and but it's Rooster saying that to Mav, and it's like this like it's so little they don't draw attention to it. It's at like towards the end of the movie, and. It's just this little moment where Rooster says that to Maverick. And if you haven't seen the first one, you won't catch it. And it would just be a a simple line that's told. But if you've seen the first one and you know the first one, it's like a reward. Because you're just like, oh, Goose said that. Now Rooster is. That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so it's just like this little things like that where the whole movie doesn't rely on it. But it's just little nuggets dropped. That's like. Hey, I recognize that from the first one. Hey, that's cool. That's from this. Hey, that's cool. And they just do a great job of sprinkling those throughout with, like you said, having an amazing story, like having all the things you love from the first one, but like exaggerating them and bringing them to an awesome point where it's not like overdone. Exactly. I think it would have been really easy. I'm thinking of almost like the Fast and Furious series, which is a guilty pleasure of mine. I love those movies. Um, But they got to a certain point around like fast five and on where like the stunts just got crazy with the cars and just absolutely like insane and which are fun. And I, like I said, I love those movies. Those are guilty pleasure. And I think Top Gun Maverick would have been very easy to make it where it's like these jets did these crazy impossible things. But I felt like I almost, and I should say I have no previous knowledge of, jet mechanics or jet limitations so i could be totally wrong here (laughs) 
but I just assume, um, I feel, uh, that they kept it at least, you know, logical and like well, realistic. Something I know they, that, they did fly them. Yeah. Something with Top Gun Maverick that I really appreciated was every single scene that you have with the actors inside the cockpit of the plane, they're actually in the plane doing those maneuvers. Yeah. I All of that. the scenes of showing you the outside of the, the planes, those are actual footage of them flying them. Um, one of the most expensive movies made, I think, just yeah. because of having to put cameras on those planes and not have them break. Um, there's like scenes in there where like Miles Teller hits his head on the top of the cockpit and that actually happened. Like they just kept it in the movie because that's, that's what would have happened. That is what happened. And there's just elements of it that you can tell they're so real. You could feel like the G force, like you could feel it happening. And even like, I have so much respect for the actors because Tom Cruise made them go through a three month training on flying Mm -hmm. planes, even though they're not the ones flying them. There was an actual pilot and they're in the backseat pretending to fly it. Um, They went through flight training and how to deal with G force, how to deal with air sickness, how to deal with all this for three months before they started filming this movie. It's crazy. It's so good. But like, I just like, like you were saying, like you feel it, like, you know, it's real. Like there are certain movies where like they're on a green screen and it's like, okay, I know you're on a green screen right now. Like just like you're doing an, an awesome job acting, but it's just the, the you just have a feeling in your gut and you're like, you're on a green screen. Like you're not actually doing this. But in that movie, like you were saying, you just like, you're watching these planes, you're they're in the cockpit and you're like, I know that this is real. Like it just feels real, and I love that they did that. And it's it just oh, it's so good. It's such a good movie. It's a fun it movie. Around the same time that movie came out, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Jurassic World was not far behind that movie. Yes, they came out around the same time. I think Jurassic World came out first, but I was don't it? know if I'm no. right on that. Maverick Did came out, out first because Maverick came out, I think, in March. And then was Jurassic it early World April? came out. Jurassic World came out as like one of the first big blockbuster movies of the summer. That's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like May. Yeah. So like it, it was maybe two or three months after. Mm-hmm. But Jurassic World was one that came out that I don't think we even touched on when it. When we it never did. I, yeah, I, I went to go see it. Um, I did too. I didn't go and see. It. I actually bought it. Cause so my family's super into Jurassic Park and everything, like I grew up watching all those movies, yeah, all the time. Um, so, and so I bought it, and that's the first time I saw it. Actually, was after I bought it. Did you did you watch the extended directorial cut then? I have not yet. Okay, because that's um, on Peacock I just saw the theatrical. Right now. Okay. Yeah, because I noticed that I saw the theatrical, so I don't know if the extended edition does anything different, but. I want to I want to state my opinion on the franchise first and then I'm going to hit what I felt about this movie. When you say franchise, do you mean the Jurassic World franchise or the entire Jurassic all franchise? of them? I, I consider okay. them all, all the six. same franchise, but I consider Perfect. them different series. I would agree. So as the franchise as a whole, 
it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I do like them. I will sit down and watch them. I think the best two are the first ones from each series. I think Jurassic Park is by far the best. And I think Jurassic World is probably the second best in my opinion. Um, but they have the same trajectory for me. I feel like the movies in each series kind of go down in quality. So like Jurassic Park, the first one, absolutely love. It's a classic. I will watch that every single day. Jurassic Park 2, it has some flaws. I still like it. Jurassic Park 3, what were you doing? Like there were some elements. I was like, (laughs) what is going on? And I felt the same thing with the Jurassic World series where it's like Jurassic World was like, okay, this is a pretty good start. Then it went downhill with Fallen Kingdom. I was like, "Uh, I'm not Mm -hmm. a big fan of what they did here. And then the third one, I was like, what were your choices with that? And I'll explain (laughs) that in a little bit, but that's kind of my opinion on this new one, Jurassic World Dominion. There were elements that I was like, as a writer, what were you thinking? Like, that's not what we were wanting. And I know some Mm -hmm. people absolutely love this one. I'm just on the end of, I think this is the worst one of the franchise because it's the way that it's technically they've said ends. And yet I don't feel like they really ended the franchise. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I get into a little bit more of that, what do you think? So I actually enjoyed Dominion, um, but I'm not like I don't go into the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies with, you know, a fine tooth comb because I'm kind of like you. Like, I'm, it's a guilty pleasure. I love these movies like these like I watch these movies with my mom. Like these are some of my mom's favorite movies. And so like this, it just always brings back happy childhood memories. Like you see a Velociraptor on the screen and it's just like my heart glows, you know, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it can be mauling somebody and tearing their eyes out. And I'm like, Oh, memories. (laughs) Um, But uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I love the, I I think I would agree that Jurassic park and Jurassic world are the best of the six. Um, I actually went through all of them in prep for dominion. And like looking back, I was very harsh on uh, the Lost World, which is the second Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. Um, and on Jurassic Park three, I was really harsh on those movies. But I will say, I, when I went back through, I really enjoyed them. Like the this, I don't know what it was, but this viewing, I was like, oh, these are actually not bad. Like, there's they're definitely not to the standard of Jurassic Park for sure. Like, there's definitely a decline. Um, but like, they're still enjoyable. Like if you go into it with a good mindset, the right, the right mindset, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree that there's some decline and downhill and then Jurassic world comes in and it's like, okay, we're back. Like, let's go. Like, this is, this is going to be fun. And I, I would agree that, uh, fallen kingdom make some interesting choices. I was surprised they went the clone route with like the clone humans. And then they kind of retconned it in this newest one. Did they? In a little bit. Because they're like, well, you are a clone, but you're actually, you are the daughter. Like you have your own DNA. You're not a full clone. 
Oh, uh, yeah. So, I forgot about that part. I don't know. Okay, so spoilers for Jurassic World Dominion. I know we already said spoilers, but I think the reason I'm not a big fan of Dominion was mostly because they they hyped you up so much after Fallen Kingdom of we are finally getting a Jurassic Park world movie where the dinosaurs are roaming the earth. Like we are all together. Yeah, they set and it then, up that way. And then there was one 20 minute scene in the whole movie where the dinosaurs were in the same town, but it was because they released them from captivity. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie is on a remote Island where all the dinosaurs are. So it's like, well, we're not even seeing anything out in the world. And I thought that was a super poor decision on their part. And then them, there wasn't any real deaths in this movie. There was one big death. And when you watch a Jurassic Park movie, you're kind of in it like, okay, who's going to die? Yeah. Like what's going to happen? And the way the death happened was the exact same way it happened in Jurassic Park, which I like the, the homage, like homage to that. But I was like, that's the only main death. And it wasn't like a big spectacle. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, just having two separate stories, having it about Locus, like there was just a lot of written elements. I was like, what made you think this was gold? Like, what made you think this was the route that everyone wanted Jurassic Park to go to? Yeah. Because it was such a such a drastic change from if you look at Jurassic Park, like the original one. And then you look at this one, it's like, how how did we get from here to here? And mm-hmm. It just makes you think about Hollywood movies and how they're made. Yeah. Um, I will say, so I think, did you go back through all of them in Prep for Dominion? Not all of them, but I do know like some of the characters reappear from Park and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's not, um, so the main reason I asked is, so going into Dominion, I was under the same idea as you. I was like, man, I'm so excited to see all of these dinosaurs, you know, all over the world and like everywhere and all of that, you know. But then I went through all of them again. And when I got to uh, Fallen Kingdom, I was like, I finished it and I was like, wait a second. I thought there was a ton more dinosaurs that they got off of the island. But if you watch Fallen Kingdom, they actually didn't get that many dinosaurs off of the island before the volcano went off. That's true. And so there was actually only maybe two dozen, maybe maybe more. And so like, like I kind of get after going through it again that they did what they did. Because if they all of a sudden made it where it's like dinosaurs were everywhere or like Flintstones style almost... um. It would have been like, okay, how did it go from 50, you know, dinosaurs to now they're everywhere, you know? That's true. So, and like, I also get like, they do set it up in the beginning of Dominion in the sense of like, we have to relocate them, which like, I could see the government doing, like governments doing that, being like, we have to relocate these dinosaurs. And if there's only 50, it may not take as long as we think. 
you know? I don't know. This was also, I think there was like a three or four year gap. And so knowing how Jurassic Park worked in like the reproduce, reproduction of the dinosaurs, like it was very quick. Yeah. Between like park one and two. And so like I can see after a four year period, like there being a lot more dinosaurs though. Yeah. But I, did, I still don't think there would have been enough to like cover the planet, you know? Yeah, probably um, not. So my guess is probably they tripled in size. So they probably are now like 150 to 200. That's And these are rough numbers. Um, but I don't know. But like, yeah, like I was kind of, I was looking forward to a, a, you know, movie where they're everywhere. But I don't necessarily hate the route they went with the isolated place. Because it also kind of pays homage to what Jurassic Park has always been, which has always been an isolated location. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I do kind of see the the two different storylines of, you know, the original team, the original three people from Jurassic Park um, are hunting these locusts. And then the new team of the Jurassic World team are like trying to find the, you know, the daughter, the clone. And it's like, okay, you know, two different stories, but I think they could have cohes- they made them more cohesive. I agree um, like because every saying. time I watched it, it was like... Every time they went back to Chris Pratt, I was like, I want to go back to the others. Like, <laughs> let's watch the other guys. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I think it's definitely not a perfect film. Um, and I'm kind of bummed that it's over. You know? Like, I, I, I want them to... I want there to be more. Um, but I do understand that they can't go on forever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, let's jump. Let's just keep jumping. Uh, yeah. What's another movie this year that we really haven't talked about? Uh, let's see. I think we should talk about Uncharted. Uncharted. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that was Jan- January, February. February. I think it was February. I think it was February. Because um, that came out the same time as jackass forever <laughs> yeah i <laughs> remember yeah. that because working at working at a movie theater like you associate you know, movies like... with one another because they come <laughs> out the same time yep um but uncharted was one that i was actually kind of hesitant to go watch mostly because i really really like the uh the video games and i didn't want the video games to be kind of diminished and it's also yeah. why I'm a little hesitant for one of my favorite video games of all time is The Last of Us. And I would love to do a podcast on that once you play through it. Or maybe do like... Um, it's on my list. I just, like you know, I have, to buy the, I have to buy the remake of oh, it. The remake. The PS5 looks, remake. I have it but and it looks so good. I don't have the money right now. I spent a lot yeah. of money from Disney World and I made a couple <laughs> impulse purchases. I bought the God of War <laughs> Ragnarok controller for my playstation Ooh. and that was a really big impulse decision <laughs> i'm very excited for it to come when it comes <laughs> but with with these games that are turning into movies and tv shows like it makes me hesitant because I, I like what they did with the video games and i don't want that to be diminished Agreed. now uncharted i have some critiques with it but i think overall it was a very well done movie I enjoyed the action sequences. They were very reminiscent to the games. 
it's not necessarily a prequel to the games and it's not necessarily a remake of the games it's kind of like its own little thing yeah and it pays homage to them because there's even a scene with uh nolan north as he falls off the plane and he goes into the beach there's this guy sitting on a like a beach chair and he looks at him and like what happened to you and he's like i fell out of a plane or something like that and he's like oh yeah i've done that before i've been there <laughs> well that's the original voice actor of for nathan drake for nathan drake and so i thought that was a really cool like basically getting the okay from the the video game like people saying like hey we're with you like we're doing this with you mm-hmm. and i think the only problem i had with the movie is really i think tom holland is a good nathan drake i i think i finally got to the point where i'm like okay i can see you as a young nathan drake i still don't really care for mark Wahlberg or Sully. really yeah because he does doesn't give me the vibe that he did in the yeah. video games and i love the Sully of the video games so see that makes I will sense. give him the benefit of the doubt when the second one comes out he better have are his they mustache. doing a second one? Oh, they better like I'm hoping they've they already they've hinted at him having his brother now like trapped and yeah. kind of saving him. But all I will say is Soli better have his mustache through the entire next movie. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Uh I've never I never actually played the games. Um so I've heard they're amazing. I've heard they're a great story. Um never actually played through them. But I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a, a really fun, simple adventure film um, with some good twists and turns. And I think that's why I enjoyed uh, DJ Marky Mark um, more as Sully because I haven't played the games. That's so fair. So I, I don't have that comparison. I don't have that, you know, that, that attachment to the original character and all that. Um, so I could see why that would make you be like, ah, oh, I don't see it. You know, like that stance you have. Um, but I enjoyed it. Like it was simple. Was it a perfect film? No, they have it definitely, you know, no film is perfect. Um, yeah. but it was enjoyable. It was simple. It was easy to follow. It had a great adventure. Um, it had the guy that played JJ from Outer Banks from the Netflix show. Yeah. I am excited um, to see him a little bit more as the brother. Me too. Me too. I like him as an actor. So same. Um, I think he I've did heard... a good job in the as the brother in the the pre- little prequel part. So I'm, I'm excited to see I'm more. I'm really hoping. Rumors are he might be our Human Torch in the MCU. I would love that. I That'd would be too. So fun. But oh we'll gosh. see. We'll see. Um. Yeah, I I think it was a it was a good movie. It wasn't like best movie of the year, but it was a fun action adventure. It kind of reminded me almost of, um, how do I put it? Maybe National Treasure with Indiana yes. Jones. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, is so in the question in the games is the brother alive in the games? So spoilers for Uncharted. Um, Uncharted one takes place very independent of all the other ones he meets Uh elena who was not in the movie that's his love interest who hopefully is shown in the next one and he's looking for the gold of el dorado 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Second one is um, all about him looking for uh, Shambhala. No, Shambhala is three. Two is Fountain of Youth. Ah, nice. Which Classic. really isn't a fountain. More No, Fountain of Youth is Shambhala. It's still not a fountain. <laughs> Man, why can't I think of the treasure it was? I don't remember what the treasure was, but the second one is the best game of them all. All three of those do not have his brother in them. They never okay. mentioned his brother. It's really solely Elena, Nathan Drake, and then the character that was in this, uh, Nadine. Okay. Uh, Nadine? Yeah, I think it's Nadine. No, it's not Nadine. Forgot her name. There's another character named Nadine. Man, all these characters but they start blending it together after a while kind of but all three of those game kind of give you the element of who these characters are and then they made a fourth one called a thieves end which is the that's last one the, right the most recent yeah one. that's the big one that's the one that a lot of people say is the best of them all it is very very good story-wise beautiful looking and that's the whole premise is sam drake appears and you're like i thought you were dead like, why are you here? And mm-hmm. he's like, I was released because I am looking for the pirate treasure of blah, blah, blah. I need it in order to pay my ransom. You need to help me or else I'm going to die. And so that's uh-huh. how the whole adventure goes. And it's really, really good. Not going to do it for the movies because the very end of the first movie was hinting at them doing the first game as the next movie. Okay. This The movie they made wasn't any of the games. Well, that's good. They I kind like of that. took elements of every game and mashed them together. Because mm-hmm. they took the, the pirate stuff from the last game. They took the the sky airplane scene from the third game. They took the girl from the second game and then they took the first game of solely and nathan meeting so they, they took okay. elements of every game yeah so i'm curious to see where they're going to go with this interesting hmm. yeah so it really does sound like it's his own like like it's his own characters entity. but it's his yeah. own entity which is kind of a good thing which i think like honestly like video game movies like i feel like they're either good or they're bad and I feel like when they follow the game too closely, that's when they kind of go bad. I agree. Because it's the, it's hard to make take a game mechanic and put it into a movie. You know? Yeah. And so I think when you take elements of it, when you take sequences from it and kind of make your own story and make it all flow well, I think that's kind of when you have your best bet. And I think that kind of this one kind of shows that. Like they took elements of it, they took bits and pieces and they kind of you know made their own story and it flowed nicely it didn't feel choppy at all yeah all right uh let's move on to two pretty recent movies actually that we can talk about i know you haven't seen one of them but we both have seen this one nope and don't worry darling um let's talk about nope first I want to go see this. This is one of the movies that I was super excited for. I really like Jordan Peele as a director. And there was a lot of backlash with this movie. Not like bad, but more of this wasn't his best movie. 
I would disagree. I really liked this movie. I really liked this movie a lot. I thought the suspense in it was amazing. There were elements that I was I was literally going, nope, nope, I don't like <laughs> nope. that. Nope. Nope. Um and for me it was like claustrophobia. Like there was a part where like the alien thing was like you were in the uh, alien and like yeah. that part I was like, No, I, I don't like that. Nope. Nope. Um but for those who don't know, Nope is a Jordan Peele movie about I don't even know how to describe the movie. You're in the I Midwest. Okay, go ahead. So you're actually in California. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so you're in like central California and it follows a family of like they train horses for movies and like TV shows and like commercials. And so they have their own ranch where they have their own horses and everything. And it starts off the film with a father and son and all of a sudden things start falling from the sky. And the dad dies because a quarter fell from the sky and killed him. And the movie progresses and the sister comes home and they see an alien. They see some a flying saucer in the sky and they try to start getting this, this they call it the money shot or the Oprah shot um, of trying to see a picture of this UFO so they can make money because their ranch is failing. Um, and then it progresses. They introduce more characters, introduce more characters, and it ends with a final showdown between them and this alien, which they thought was a UFO, but it turned out the entire thing was an alien. And it came down to this final showdown. Um, I don't want to give away too, too much, yeah. but that's kind I, of a, a brief synopsis overview of the film. I really enjoyed it, too, because there was like two two different messages kind of coming from the movie. And it was really cool because I think the one, one of the YouTubers that I listened to, uh, Jeremy Johns and um, Chris Stuckman. I, I really like those two YouTubers who like talk about movies a lot. Mm-hmm. I forgot which one was talking about it, but one was talking a lot about how this movie was really a, a way of showing appreciation to the set people of movies of showing appreciation to those who work behind the scenes, because really that's what these main characters were. They were set people. They were like, you don't see them in the movies, but they're the horse trainers. They're the ones that make things run and they're the heroes of the movie. And it was this kind of paying respect to those who aren't necessarily in the front of the camera. And then the second thing that I really took from it is this movie was to show kind of a, problem in our society in a way of we as a society take very negative things things that happen to us things that are traumatic and we turn them around for money and yeah there's there's a character in this who goes through a very traumatic experience as a child actor and he uses that for his benefit in order to make money and fame even though he has so much post-traumatic stress from it. Yeah. And then we see the same thing with the alien of this alien killed their father right at the beginning of the movie, but the entire movie is them trying to get a picture in order to get famous and money from it. So taking yeah. a traumatic situation and trying to make money. And I thought that was a really interesting take on a movie 
and mm-hmm. I really liked it. I think there's a third thing in this movie yeah. though as well. And I think that it has to also do with like the respect of animals and like how we treat animals as well. Because yeah. if you notice in the, throughout the film, it, it's, it's set up very interesting um, where it will go through a section of the film and it will also go to a black screen and it's very abrupt. It will go to a black screen and then it will say an animal's name and then it will follow the, it'll continue the film and then it'll do the same thing. Boom, black screen, animal, one of the animal's names that's in the movie. So like it, most of the time it's the, the horses, like yeah. different names for the horses. And I don't remember any of the names. Um, and then at one point it does do the chimpanzee from the one child actors. Yeah. Um, I think the name of the animal was like Gertie or something like that. Um, and so it'll do that one. And so I think it kind of the movie is also talking about like, respect for animals and having respect for for animals and treating them with respect and like not mistreating animals because even like the whole thing with the the alien the the U, the massive ufo alien is you're not supposed it's a predator and so if you make eye contact with it if you look it down its eyes it's gonna kill you it's gonna eat you but if you like look down and like stare at the ground when it's like looking at you it will ignore you. It doesn't care uh, because it's a predator and it's taking that your eye contact as a threat. And so yeah. I think it's kind of not as big as some of the other ones. Um, but I think it's also talking about, you know, animals and respecting animals and having like caring for them in a, in a healthy, good way. And also recognizing that like chimpanzees can kill us. Like they are, chimpanzees are so strong and can do all this damage and, having that respect for that. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think... I was not expecting the chimpanzee in that movie. That's oh, all, not also another all. part that I was like, no. I was like, holy crap. Um, kind of what you were saying about the taking the negative and turn like making money from it. I think something along that kind of another level too is the way society and social media and TV does that. And they take all these negative things, these like all these awful moments in life and they like make money monetize from it and do it. all these things. Mon- yeah. Monetize it. That's the word I was looking for. And I think something how they show that is it's a really small piece in the movie, but it's this um, motorcyclist shows up out of nowhere during the final confrontation with the alien on an electric motorcycle. And you never see his face. He has a Chrome motorcycle helmet on the entire time. And he say- he has a camera and he's just saying like, I knew something was going on here. I just want to film it. And like, I think he's trying to give it to like TMZ or something and he's trying to sell it. And so he's like, that's his whole thing. He's trying to sell it to, um, someone. And like, they're trying to get the news out there to like stop people from dying and like things like that. But he's trying to make money from it. And so he like accelerates on his bike and like something happens to him, but it's like such a small, like role. I was like, how does that fit into it? But it fits with what you're saying too, and so yeah. like it fits in a couple different like ways. But I I like how it kind of subtly all fits together. Yeah, talking about a little bit of a different type of thriller. I know you haven't seen it yet, but don't worry, darling. The movie with a whole bunch of drama surrounding it. Um, I would recommend it. It it is a weird. I like what one of my friends said. 
it is very reminiscent of a very long black, not blacklist, a long Black Mirror episode. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Where you really don't know what's going on until the very end. And it's something that I kind of struggled with is I don't like movies that you can't really pick up clues until the very end, until they tell you Mm -hmm. what's happening. And that's kind of what they did with this movie. But it actually does have a very good message and point to it. It's very... Um, it's very feministic based, which I'm not knocking it for. It's just that it's kind of a little bit over the top for me. Um, you like it more like, subtle. Yeah. Like I don't like when movies are very, Hey, this is my point. I'm going to shove it down your throat. Like uh, with okay. anything, like even if it's like a political point, a feministic point, or even just like a take note, for example, if they would have shoved it down your throat, that it was all about monetization of trauma. And that's literally every scene that it was there. It would have irritated me. Yeah. And so for this movie, I think they did it a little too much, but it wasn't enough that it like irritated me. It was just more that I like, I I see what you were doing. But overall, I think the movie was very well done. The other thing is Shia LaBeouf was supposed to be the main character in this movie. Really? And I'm not trying to spoil anything for it. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Um, and as you watch the movie, instead of Harry Styles and you imagine Shia LaBeouf in it, it would have been such a better movie. Like, really? I, the whole time I'm thinking, man, Shia LaBeouf would have been the perfect actor for this. Dang. So, That's unfortunate. Yeah. The, I think the drama takes you out of the movie a lot. I think if there was no drama to this movie, it would be very well like made very well done and there wouldn't be that backlash to it is it my favorite movie of the year no it was, is it a movie worth watching absolutely nice. so that's my take i'm trying not to spoil anything i know you haven't seen it i know it just came out a lot of people probably haven't seen it so what i'm just saying is if you like black mirror go watch this movie if you like florence Pugh, go watch this movie if you it's like the more feministic um <laughs> If you She's like more really feministic kind of movie genre based, go watch this movie. Like, I think those are like the people that should go watch it. If you like Harry Styles, sure. <laughs> He's not the best actor in the movie, but he does he does make do. Nice. I was kidding. Florence Pugh is not really my cousin. It's my favorite joke, though. <laughs> um, why didn't why do they replace Shia LaBeouf? Like why so didn't he Shia LaBeouf, this is all drama to the point where I don't know what's true or not, but this is what I believe is true. Oh, so that's what you meant by drama surrounding the film. Yeah. I thought you meant like drama in the movie, like there's dramatic. No, 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 scene. no. Oh, okay. Sorry. So there there was now a lot of drama with this movie where Shia LaBeouf quit and Olivia Wilde, the director, basically went to him and was like, Hey, we want you back, don't quit. And he's like, No, you I had I don't have a lot of time to rehearse before we do this movie with Florence. So I'm not going to do it. I don't feel comfortable. So he left. She got Harry Styles. Then she started dating Harry Styles, got a divorce with her actual husband in a very public way. And then now they're dating. Florence Pugh supposedly has beef with Olivia Wilde. And then Olivia Wilde said that she fired Shia LaBeouf and Shia LaBeouf came back and was like, no, that's not what happened. I quit. 
you need to have your thing straight and then sent a video thing of her begging him to come back. So like there's this whole thing. Nice, Shia. I love that. So there's this whole Dang. thing surrounding it. That's the whole drama. And so a lot of people when they hear this movie are not even thinking about the movie itself. They're like thinking of like, oh, the drama that's surrounding the movie. Yeah. And so it's that's unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate. So there's a lot of people that worked really hard on that movie. Yeah. So I would still go see it. It was a good movie. If you like the Black Mirror stuff, definitely go take a look at it. Okay. I also just love Shia LaBeouf. I, I think he's a I, great actor. Yeah. I think he's great. Like, I love watching interviews of him where he's just like r- being real and oh, yeah. like talking about stuff. I'm like, oh. I want to see him in some more it's stuff. So cool. Me too. But, oh, okay. Right. Rabbit Trail, really quick. Yeah. We're talking about actors. I am very excited because Brendan Fraser is yes. back. I know. And this, I was going to lead into this with like, l- let's just go right into it. Yeah. Upcoming movies it. of the year, things that we're excited for. Number one, in my opinion, is The Whale. I heard it's phenomenal. Brendan I've Fraser is having to come back. Job. I'm so happy for him because, <sighs> okay, so for those who don't know, um, after, so Brendan Fraser, obviously a really big actor in the 90s, um, the Mummy series, a ton of other movies, just really good actor. Then I believe it was after journey to the center of the earth was kind of was his that last one or the last big mummy. one yeah it was after one of those movies he was at an like an, almost like an award show and someone i forget who it was but it was someone high up in some of the hollywood um power structure um sexually assaulted him and he came like he was so shocked addicts he's like in interviews he's talked about how he was a grown man and you don't expect this to happen like you're like what out of nowhere and it was like he was so shocked and he tried to come out and say it and like talk about it and get this person removed from power and like get them like so everyone knows um but the person denied it and blacklisted brennan frazier and so he had no, like no one wanted him for any project at all. And he was just blacklisted. And then he, that led into depression and all of these things. And so he had to go, you know, counseling, therapy, all this stuff. And finally, after years and years and years, he is back. And, and apparently, so apparently like early reviews are coming out for the whale, which is his new movie. And they say that he does an absolutely amazing, amazing performance as the character. And I'm just like, and, oh. and for those who don't know what this movie is about, it is about a man who gets a divorce and he goes into depression and he eats and eats and eats and he becomes, I think, 500, 600 pounds and he is losing connection with his, his daughter who is played by Sadie Sink. And it's all about him trying to reconnect with his daughter after this big divorce and after his depression and trying to get through it. And so I'm so excited because like you said, when, when this premiered at the film festival, he got an eight minute standing ovation to the point he was bawling because he didn't realize how many people like actually liked his acting like this. 
Yeah. He, I saw interviews where he's like, I don't act for people. I act for my own self. And he doesn't see himself as a good actor. And yet, I think this is the first time that like people are really appreciating who he is as an actor. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited to watch this movie. And I hope this I'm is so his excited. comeback. I Same. hope that we do see a lot more of his movies. I know he was in the DC or he is in the DC TV show for the last couple of years. But that, I think, has been his only project aside from The Whale. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I'm super actually, excited about that movie. I've Ironically, it was I've been going through the Mummy movies. I started them a couple nights ago, and I just watched the second one, and I'm, going, I'm about to watch the third one. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, man, I miss him so much. Like, he's such a... Like, I love his acting. I love his kind of, like, humor. Like, it's yeah. like an awkward humor but it's great and i'm so happy that he's coming back and i'm very i'm very excited for him like yeah he's so good yeah so go see the going on going on to so we're we're in october we got november and december so we're almost done with the year which is weird but so weird we got some good movies coming out this year like Black Adam's about to come out. We have Avatar coming out. We have Black I'm so Panther coming for out. Avatar. I think Avatar is one of my. I need to rewatch the first one, but it's one of them that I need to rewatch and then get more excited for. But right now, I think my number one movie I'm excited for. I think is Glass Onion. Okay, I see you. I'm I'm really excited for Glass Onion. Or the whale, I would I would put the whale up there. But Glass Onion, knowing how good Knives Out was, and I love yeah. Ryan Johnson as a director. I've said this multiple times on this podcast. I love his Star Wars movies. I love his non Star Wars movies. I think Knives Out was the first time that people started appreciating him as a director. Yeah, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do now. I'm a little nervous because he did mention in an interview that Knives Out was like a decade long project. Mm-hmm. It was something he wrote and rewrote and rewrote and rewrote until he felt it was done. And now he said he wrote Glass Onion in about a year. So it's like he knows do, that it was a little quicker, but I think he knows the yeah. characters better. Yeah. I do have a question about it. Because yeah. I know they're doing, I know Netflix is doing a Knives Out 2. That's Glass Onion. Oh, okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, Glass okay. Onion is the I didn't the know if there was too. two different projects, and I was like a little worried if it was. Okay, cool. Nope. So Ryan Johnson wants us to be a little bit more like um Krista uh Krista Chris Agatha Christie. There we go. So oh, where yeah, yeah. like Death on the Nile, like it's not a sequel, but the only main character that comes back is the detective. So in Glass yeah. Onion, the only character that is the same is going to be the detective mm-hmm. and big name actors super excited about this i think it's going to be yeah. a phenomenal movie um, i'm really excited for that one i just hope that it's on the same level as knives out because yeah if it's not there's going to be a lot of backlash even mm-hmm. if it's a good movie a lot of people are just going to be well it wasn't as good as knives out i was like well it's not knives out <laughs> yeah it's so. it's a different thing yeah, I think that is my third that okay. I'm most excited for. Is number I think it's the third one. Uh, number two is Black Panther. I, um, I am really excited for Black Panther. I'm very excited for Black Panther. And I think the reason I'm excited for Black Panther is me and you haven't watched a single trailer. We have not. 
And so I think it's just the that mystery. That makes me more excited. Yeah, like it makes me more excited for it. Like I'm like, okay, like I don't know what's going to happen. Like I have my ticket. Like I I've already purchased mm-hmm. my movie ticket. Like it's the only for, things we it's really for the know Friday morning. Yeah, like we know nothing. The only like, things that I know is that Namor's going to be in it. Because yep. they've announced that, like even before the trailers, mm-hmm. Namor's in it. I know Shuri's in it, and I know, is it Mbaku? Yeah, the the one who was well, the white ape. Yeah, so I, it's the Mbaku's like are the people, but I forget his name. Oh, um, um, I know they're in it just because I know what actors are in the movie. Yeah, but that's I'm about like, it. <laughs> I'm really hoping. Okay, so here's one that I don't know if the trailer showed or not. I'm really hoping uh what's his face is in it. Um the only white man in the movie. Bill Bo Baggins. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of his name. The character or the actor? The actor. I can't think of the actor's name either. I just know him as Bill Bo Baggins. Yeah, same. Um, I hope he's in it. I hope he's in it too. He, I have no he idea. was such a fun character in the first yeah. one. And we really haven't seen him since. And so I'm really excited for that. Um but yeah, aside from that, I don't know what's going to happen. I have speculations that I've talked to you about this movie, but yeah, we have they're just speculations. Like they're not they're not based off trailers. They're not based off yeah. anything other than what I want to see happen. Exactly. So I have no idea speculations for sure. But that's why I like I'm I think I'm so excited because I haven't seen the trailers, and so that's number two. Number one is Avatar: The Way of Water. It's going to be a good one. I went to the re-re-release of the first <laughs> Avatar movie. Um, and it's funny because you can't call it a re-release because they already re-released it once back when it was first came out. So it's a re-re-release. Um, yeah. They added a couple, like, I think... So I actually ironically watched it at home. And then I, like, four days later, I went to the movie theater and I saw it in theaters. Um and so I watched the movie and I'm like, they only added one scene to this film. Um, and it was a nice little scene. I really liked it. It was right at the very end when the, the main human guy was leaving. Um, not the military one, but the company guy. Uh, and he basically looked at Jake and said, you know, this isn't over, right? And like, then he left. And that was really all they added into the movie but that might have already been in like the extended edition but what was cool was there was like a four to five minute three to five minute scene from the way of water oh in the movie at the very end and like the screen went black and it said now a little look ahead and it did the scene oh that's cool and it looked stunning like mind boggling mouth dropping stunning like i'm I'm sitting there and i'm like i know this is cgi because kind of what we talked about with top gun maverick like you can tell at times it's cgi so you can tell it's it's you can like you're like i know that like in my head my head is telling me this is cgi but my eyes are saying that it's real and that that goes in part of when you actually give your v- VFX artist time and yeah. money, good things can happen, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Because literally, like, 
I'm watching this and I'm like, obviously the Navi aren't real. Obviously, you know, the scene that's underwater isn't real because this doesn't exist, but it looks real. And it looks like the lighting under the water and everything was just looked so real and I, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. And so I got really excited for that. <laughs> well, I think that's all the time we have for today. We have some movies that we're looking forward to that hopefully we can do some more podcasts on. Um, apologies for being a little bit longer of a break than we intended, but with sickness and hurricanes and all the above, <laughs> we're back at it. We're back. We're excited. We're just going to keep bringing content out. It may be every week. It may be every other week. Just be patient with us. Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, we enjoy doing this. We're not going away anytime soon. It just might be a little bit more sporadic than normal. So thanks for being with us. If you have any comments or anything you want us to talk about, let us know. DM us on Instagram. DM us on Twitter. And with that, thanks. Yeah, thanks. We release episodes every Monday. Um, share it. Share it with your friends. Talk about it. Follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we're going to start posting more. More questions, just more reviews, more comments, more, you know, maybe some polls on Instagram and stuff and Twitter. So follow us and interact. We want to interact with you guys. So, yeah. We like talking about geek things because you know. It's all geek to me. <laughs> <laughs>